Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We are so glad and excited that you can join us. But before we get into the word, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you, Lord. And we just thank you that you're continuing to provide for us each and every day, Lord. Both financially and physically, Lord, that you give us good health, Lord. And that there's no sickness that has a place in us, Lord. Lord, we also just thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord, and that he's ever-present, Lord, and that he's with us continually to guide us in every situation, Lord, not just on one day of the week, Lord, but every day and every minute of, a, of the week, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, amen. Good morning. Welcome, everybody. I am excited. I'm glad to have you with us as we continue our study in the Lord's house. And today, this morning, we're going to move forward and discuss the next furnishing in his house, and that would be the gold lampstand. So could I get a volunteer to read Exodus 25, verses 31 through 40, please? I will. You shall also make a lampstand of pure gold. The lampstand shall be be of hammered work, its shaft, its branches, its bolt, its ornamental knobs. And the flower shall be one piece, and six branches shall come out of its sides. Three branches of the lamp stand out of one side, and three branches of the lamp stand out the other side. Three bowls shall be made, of, made like almond blossoms on one branch, with an ornament knob and a flower, and three bowls like an ornament, like an almond blossoms, on the other branch with an ornament knob and a flower. And so six branches that come out of the lampstand. On the lampstand itself, four bowls shall be made like almond blossoms, each with its ornamental knob and flower. And there shall be a knob under the first two branches of the same, a knob under the second two branches of the same, and a knob under the third two branches of the same, according to the six branches that extend from the lampstand. Their knobs and branches shall be of one piece. All of it shall be one hammered piece of pure gold. You shall make seven lamps for it, and they shall arrange its lamps so that they give light in front of it. And its wood trimmers and their trays shall be of pure gold. It shall be made of a talent of pure gold, and with all these utensils. And see to it that you make them according to the pattern which was shown, which was shown you on the mountain. Mm. Amen. All right, so there is a lot in here that we need to discuss. Um. Our God is a God of details, right? So the first thing, though, we're going to do is demonstrate and point through the scriptures how this lampstand, while it has multiple representations, the first and foremost thing, the preeminent thing, is Christ. Right? Yes. So, promise. Can you read from Zechariah, please? We're going to begin there. Can you read the first four verses? And then read 
verses 13 and 14 of chapter Zechariah chapter 4. Yes. Okay. Now the angel who talked with me came back and awakened wakened me as a man who wake as a man who was wakened from his sleep and he said to me, "What do you see?" So I said, "I am looking and there is a lampstand of solid gold with a bowl on top of it and on the stand seven lamps with seven pipes to the seven lamps. Two olive trees are by it, one at the right of the bowl and the other at its left. So I answered and spoke to the angel who talked with me, saying, Why are these, my lord? Actually, uh, can you read verses 12 through 14? Yes. Thank you, sir. And I further answered and said to him, Why are these two olive branches that dip into the receptacles of the two golden pipes from the golden oil drains? Then he answered me and said, Do you not know what these are? And I said, No, my lord. So he said, These are the two anointed ones, whose stand are the Lord of the whole earth. They stand beside the Lord of the whole earth. If someone could turn to the Gospel of John, chapter 1. What chapter? 1. And read the first five verses, please. I will. All right, in Charles. The, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All the things that were made through him, and without him nothing has been made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. In him was life, and the life was the light of all men. What light can a lampstand produce if it has no oil in it? None. None. Which means he was filled, right? Yes. Um, so I'll leave you with that thought for a second. We're going to come back to it. And now, could we go to Revelation? Can I get someone to read the first two verses? We'll start off by reading the first two verses. Oh, chapter 11? Of Revelation chapter 1. Okay. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants, things which must shortly take place, and he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God, and to the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things that he saw. Mm -hmm. And then, could you read, starting in verse 9, through... Twelve. Uh, through 16, please. I, John, both your brother and companion... In the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was on the island that is called Patmo, Patmos. For the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit of the, of the I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, 
and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet, saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, and what you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to... One second. Smyrna? Ah. To Pergamos. To Thyteria. To Sardis. To Philadelphia. And to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. And having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet, and girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars. Out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the, shine, the sun shining in its strength. Okay. And then there's one more section in Revelation to read, and then we're going to connect all these scriptures together and that's back in chapter one can you read verse four through six john to the seven churches which are in asia grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who were before his throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. All right, so, as we were talking about this golden lampstand, right? number yes. of things that we have to point out. First, it connects everything back to Jesus. And we saw that with Zechariah, right? How talking about the the two olive branches goes into what you see in Revelations 11 about the two witnesses. But it says very plainly, they stand beside the Lord of all the earth. Making a direct connection and correlation back to this gold lampstand. Two, if you could turn to Isaiah, sir. So it talked about, yes, there's seven cups here, if you will, right? So in Revelation, starting in verse four, it talked about from the seven spirits before the throne, when apostle, the apostle John looked, right? Yes. To see what he saw. So if you could read Isaiah 11, and it's really... Uh, the first two verses. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes. For, first two verses, sir. Verses oh, sorry, one and two. sorry, sorry. Okay. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of its of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. You're excited. I know. I can tell. I can sense it. So, in Revelation 1, talked about the seven spirits before the throne. What are they doing? 
in the Revel in Isaiah 11, it says that the seven spirits before the throne are resting upon him, right? Yes. Okay. How many are there? Count them. The spirit of the Lord, that's one. The spirit of wisdom, that's two. Understanding, or and understanding, <clears throat> excuse me, that's three. The spirit of counsel, that's four. <clears throat> excuse me. And might, that's five. The spirit of knowledge, that's six. And the spirit of the fear, or and of the fear of the Lord, that's seven. Yes. All referring to one thing. What rested on our Lord and Savior? Uh, at which point? What rested on him? Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Thank so you. So who rested on him? So who, yes. Uh, and that was witnessed by John the Baptist. With the after, dove. With, yes. The Holy Spirit descending as or like a dove. Right? Yes. Okay. But we've already read, in him was the light, and that light was the life of all men. The yes. light shines in the darkness, but the darkness didn't comprehend it, right? Yes. So here he was as a light. So that's, that's the first thing. This is representing Jesus in the light and life found in him. Everybody understand that? Yes. yes. And, not unlike in the garden, what did Genesis 1 verse 2 say? The Spirit of the Lord was doing what? Hovering. The earth was without form and void and darkness over the face of the earth. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So we see this as well here? Yes. Okay. And then, but there are multiple, I'll say it in this way, there are multiple meanings and representations of this lampstand, right? Going back to Christ being the light and the life, right? Yes. Because in Revelation, what happens in chapter 2, or what is the warning in chapter 2? Actually, let's go to chapter 1, verse 20. Because it's also a mystery about the lampstands, right? And what's it say? The mystery of the seven stars which you saw on my right hand, and the seven golden lampstands. The seven stars are the seven, are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands which you saw are the seven churches. Okay. And then in chapter two. Um, one second. Verse 5. In, in chapter 2, it's talking about the loveless church. The church yes. at Ephesus, right? And he's exhorting them to come back to their, to return to their first love. Yes. Which should be the Lord. And now could someone read verse 5? Yeah, verse 5 will work. I will. All right, promise. And it says, Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. Mm. 
or I will remove your lampstand from its place. Yes. Two aspects here, right? One is life, and the second would be the Holy Spirit, yes? Yes. What did David say after he had committed his great sin with Bathsheba? Um, I thought he asked the Lord not to take his spirit away from him. Do not remove, please do not remove your Holy Spirit from me, or take not your Holy Spirit from me, right? Yes. There's an understanding there, as we've been talking about here in the last few podcasts about David and, and how the Lord made him understand all these things. He knew where his life came from, right? But yes. also, how he was able to do anything was, was through the power and leading and the Holy, hand, the Holy Spirit's hand being upon him. Isn't that exactly what Jesus said to his disciples? Without me, you can do nothing, right? Yes. But then he also said, it's better that I go because I am going to send the helper, the paraclete, right? Who will teach yes, you yes. and guide you in all the truth, right? Yes. Yes. So, so this matters now, I'm looking at it, as it pertains to us. And that's not the only connection, right? If we go back to Exodus 25. There are some, some other things that we should note, right? One, it talks about the number of branches coming out of the sides, right? How many? Six. Six branches coming out of the side, right? First yes. Three. Okay. Yes, verse 33. Uh, verse 32. Six branches, right? So, in scripture, six, the number six, is typically referred to as the number of man. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yes. Anytime a six is mentioned, it's typically referring to a, an aspect or element of man, natural man, right? Yes. And then there, there's an interesting thing, right? Even prior to that, talking about the branches and the bulls and ornamental knobs, right, all made of one piece. Then it talks about the six branches coming out of its sides. Three branches of lampstand on one and three on the other, right? And then it talks about these bowls. She'll be made like almond blossoms on one branch with an ornamental knob and flower. This is verse 33, right? And, and Dean, you brought this up the other day. How many, or in a previous podcast, I should say, how many petals or flowers are in an almond branch or almond blossom? Five. It's typically five. Five in scripture typically refers to grace. To the grace given by the Lord. So we have here six branches that stem out and then we have five petals on each branch. Right? So, you see grace given to man. Mm-hmm. And then what else is there, right? Three bowls on each 
branch. What is three the number of in Scripture? Uh. Three typically refers to the Godhead or the Trinity. Trinity yeah. Yes, absolutely. So do you see how this is all intertwined and inter intermingled? Yes. yes. Dwelling with men, giving life to men. Right? Yes. Dwelling in and with us and filling us with life, providing light. Mm -hmm. Do we get that? Yes. But then, uh, I'm also, uh, as I was going through this, you were going to say something, brother? Well, it just seems like you're leading us somewhere, and it seems like to me the logical conclusion is is that that's all in vain unless Christ is in the center of it, the seventh. Absolutely, right. But And we just read that in Revelation, did we not? It said that... In the middle of these lampstands was what? One having the likeness of the Son of Man. One having the likeness of the Son of Man. Can you, can someone turn to John, the Gospel of John, chapter 15? Which verse? I will tell you in a second. How about the first eight verses? Okay, I'll read it. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So, do we, do we see the connection point? There's one in the middle. Yes. And then there are six branches here. Yes. Does that not sound exactly like what he's talking about, the true vine? Yes. Yes. Pretty amazing, right? Yes. Yes. And then we already saw in Revelation how he says, hey, if you don't return, then I will put your lamp stand out. Right? Do we see that, that connection? Yes. yes. In him was the light, and that light was the life. But then he also says to us that you are the salt of the earth, and you are light. Okay. So do we see how that all connects now? Yes. Yes. Pretty amazing, yeah? Yes. Now, I mean, it's all right there. We've had, we just went over the scriptures. Um, and, and I know that's a lot, right? Because like, like we have been saying, our God is a God of details. Every detail matters. But he keeps bringing these things up throughout the entirety of scripture. But he gave it to, I'll say to us, it was already stated 
It was already demonstrated. It was already shown to us in his word in the beginning. It is the same message over and over and over to every generation so that we can understand him. What he is doing, his plans, his purpose, his will, his covenant. And we can choose him and come into alignment with him and what he's doing. Does that make sense to everyone? Yes. Yes. And again, what is this lampstand made of? Gold. Refined gold. Pure gold. Pure gold. It is something to be valued. His dwelling in us and infilling or filling us with him, with his oil, right? His life, right? We're to be filled with the Holy Spirit, yes? Yes. Yes. Light and life, constantly infilling, infilled to overflowing, to be the light. We're sitting on a hill that can't be hidden. Shouldn't be under a bushel, right? Yes. But we should be displaying the light and the life, the glory of the Lord to all men. So I just want to encourage everybody with that today. Because uh, it matters. It is of utmost importance that we get and understand this. Not just recognizing and understanding what this lampstand or menorah represents and who it represents, but how it also applies to our life. Amen. Amen. Um, if I may ask that, doesn't the refinement of gold also shows the process that the Lord's bringing us all through and refined? Is that we're with him in the refined and perfected state? Yes, he says that you would buy. I wish that you would buy from me pure gold or refined gold, right? Yes. Yes, he is purifying us, refining us to take out the impurities so that we, or that people see him through us, right? Conform to yes. his image. Do you not also see that here? With this lampstand? Yes. So just further highlighting our role and in coming into a alignment with what he wants to do in and through us. Make us like him. In his Im- we're already made in his image and likeness. But as we were saying in a previous podcast, inside and out. Yes. Spirit, soul, and body would be without spot, blemish, or wrinkle. Blameless before our Lord and Savior and our Heavenly Father. Just um, one thought. I know you're trying to wrap it up, but if you if you jump back over to um, Exodus, where we were, yes. and going to uh, chapter 30, I mean to verse 31, uh, is it a just before it goes to 32. It's of one piece. Mm-hmm. Again, the, the listeners don't have the advantage of the visual that we're looking at, but as we're looking at it, 
and seeing it as one piece, mm-hmm. it seems quite key that it um, it is all inseparable. It is all it is all necessary for the total fulfillment of all that he plans to do through us, with us, in us, and it's so important. I mean, I'm I'm just looking at the image, just going, you know. So um, I don't know that I heard the almond blossom with the five petals being representative of grace. But it's covered in grace. It's overwhelmingly covered in grace with all the almond blossoms all over it. Covered. And, right, which goes back to what Paul said, right? We don't access it through works. It's an impossibility. But he gave us grace that we access through faith. And the only reason we can access that grace is because he first loved us. So through his love... He gave us grace. And, and as you, you just pointed out, it's all over it. Right? These, these five petals are, are throughout this lampstand or menorah, right? Abundant grace. So because of his love, he gave us grace that we access through faith, which is just incredible. And again, it's throughout the entirety of life. Right? I mean, it's on multiple places on each branch. So, as I look at that, I can't help but think of the amount of grace that he's given in every area and aspect of my life. i got to make this personal. Right? From me, from my life. But if he'll do it for me in my life, he will absolutely, and has already given grace for you and for yours. Just receive it in full. He gave that grace because he loves you. Already, even while you were at war or enmity with him. Just receive him, acknowledge him for who he is, and allow him to be the God of your life, to build you up in him. Amen. 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 Well, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. Our heart, LaCharles. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for your profound wisdom and understanding, Lord, and that you're purposeful and detailed in everything that you do, Lord, and that is the same and true for the plan that you have in each and every one of our lives, Lord, that there is no error that you do not know or have not already planned and figured out, Lord. And, Lord, we just thank you that you continue to bless and pour out this wisdom to us, Lord, so that way we can share it with those around us, Lord. And, Lord, we also just thank you that you are a good father to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.